Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Spotlight with Sandalina, and I'm your talk show host, Sandalina Sitar. Today we have on Kalissa, who is a South Asian creator and actress. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. So I had first seen Kalissa on TikTok about a year ago on my For You page. So she had a viral video about her audition for Never Have I Ever and the sex lives of college girls. And I was so drawn to her because I've actually never seen a South Asian actress on TikTok, especially talking about her audition experiences. So I'd taken a look at her profile and actually very recently at a Pop Shift Halloween party in New York City, I saw her across the room and came over, introduced myself and asked her as a complete stranger if she wanted to be on my show. Luckily, she was instantaneously down, even though I was a complete stranger. I could have been a serial killer. Um, but Maybe you we- are. I don't know. <laughs> you won't I don't know, know yet. yet. I thought it'd be a really great opportunity for everybody to get a unique perspective. We've had a lot of models and influencers and, and musicians on too, but now we can get a taste of the acting world together. So thanks again for coming on. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So let's start at the very beginning. Oh Tell me a little bit about who you are mm-hmm. and more specifically your upbringing. Mm-hmm. Oh man, okay. I'm Kalissa. That is my name. My full name is Kalissa Devi Prasad. Nice. Well, Devi? Yeah, Devi. <laughs> Means goddess. So sometimes I'll make a joke and I'll be like, a goddess is my middle name. But then they don't actually real like it's literally my middle name. So but yeah, um, I'm born and raised in Queens, okay. lived there for all twenty two years of my life. Yeah. Um, I still live in the same apartment right now with my okay. mom and my sister. Nice. Um, and yeah, we're chilling, we're vibing. I went to all my schools in New York and okay. I'm living here now and I don't really see myself going anywhere else. Yeah, East Coast girl through yeah. and through. 1000%. Sometimes I think about that. I'm like, if I grew up in New York, would I ever be able to leave? Because it, it's just, it's unlike any other part of the nation. I know, I feel like it's a spectrum. It's either you want to get out of here and you're like, oh, I've had enough <laughs> or you're like, I'm never leaving at all. And I think... I fall into that category on the spectrum. So tell me a little bit more about the parental figures in your life growing up. Yeah. So I did live in a single parent household. Um, I'm close with my dad. Cool dude. Lives in New Jersey. Um, But yeah, in my house, it was me, my mom and my sister. Um, And my mom is everything and more to me. Um, She made sure that we had everything we needed and everything we wanted. Um, You know, if I wanted like a Webkins or if I wanted like a Club Penguin membership, (laughs) like my mom would never really say no. I'm very, very spoiled in that way. Like I think um, because of her upbringing, she wanted to make sure that we had everything we needed and wanted. And um, I'm really appreciative of that. Um, Ew, am I getting emotional already? Gross, (laughs) nasty, gross. (laughs) Um, But also on top of that, um, my Indian grandma, she lived like, she lives like 15 minutes away from my house. So she would be at my house every single day, 7.45 in the morning, take me and my sister wow. to my elementary school, cook a bunch of fresh food while we were gone. And then by the time I came home at like 3 p.m., I was having fresh bakri, okra, tandoora, everything. We were really, really spoiled now that I think of it. And it's a privilege to have grown up with um, both my mom, my sister, and my grandma and have that strong female presence in the household. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So tell me a little bit more about your mom, grandma, and sisters. This sounds like, um, have you seen Jane the Virgin? Yes. It sounds like a very powerful, like, oh, yeah. grandma, mom. So, oh, so yeah, tell you're me so a little right. bit more about that. Yeah, um, I mean, my mom, my mom doesn't put up with anything, man. She is a strong woman. Wow. Like, she has always told me, uh, know my worth, especially when it comes to, I talk to my mom about everything. I know that's, like, kind of a rarity sometimes no, in, in South Asian households, but me and my mom, we talk about everything together. Okay. I tell her about my friends, I tell her about school, I tell her about dating, I tell her about my aspirations, I tell her about my goals, like even wanting to be an actor, I feel like a lot of people might have some hesitation being like, hey mom, 
that's something I want to do. I had absolutely not one bit of hesitation. I was just like, mom, this is what I want to do. And she was like, okay. She's like, but just so you know, I I want you to do it because you're good at it. And I'm letting you do it because you're good at it. If you weren't good at it, I would tell you. Okay. Very straightforward. And so is my grandma, man. Oh my God. My grandma's (laughs) no nonsense. It's so great. You know, um, she also just seeing her, uh, you know, cook for so many different households. She would cook for like our household, obviously her household and my grandpa, right. um, my mom's sister's household, too. Like um, just seeing her juggle all that while also picking up me and my sister, dropping us off wow. from wherever. Um, it's it's insane to see how how they've lived their lives and, and how that wisdom and strength has been instilled in me. Yeah. So, yeah. My yeah. sister's cool, too. Whatever. My sister's Tell fine. Tell your sister. Yeah. Man, whatever. <laughs> she's going to watch this. She's going to be like, oh, my God. Um, I have an older sister named Taylor. Okay. She's so you're fine. You're a younger sister. Yeah, I That's am. Adorable. Can you tell? I feel like it's so obvious. Now that I think about it, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. But I didn't think about it too hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, <laughs> Taylor's, she's so silly. She's such a silly girl. Um, <laughs> we've definitely had our ups and downs. We're very different. We're okay. very different. She's very sensitive and emotional and i love that about her but you know when we get into our tiffs we also share a room oh yeah we share a room at at 22 me and 26 years old so i think when i move out or when she moves out or if we had different rooms i feel like um you know we'd appreciate each other a little more but since we're in such close proximity i we do get into our tiffs but i do love her and i'm very appreciative of her um and she's 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 a good sister Okay. Wow. I suppose. We were nice to our sister on the show today. That's oh, huge. God. That's really It's because you got me emotional in that first <laughs> two minutes and now I'm like, ah. So I'm actually a little bit curious if you don't mind me asking. Mm-hmm. So I know that in South Asian communities, single parent households are yeah. oftentimes stigmatized mm-hmm. and we can get into the reason why because we normalize abuse and then we stigmatize divorce and people yeah. end up in bad situations and blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. So I'm not saying it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am curious, like what was that experience like as a South Asian in a single parent household? Oh gosh. I really I feel like I didn't think much of it until I started meeting more South Asian people Um, I feel like when I when I went to elementary school like I just didn't really talk about it that much middle school I didn't really talk about it that much and then in high school I was meeting more more kinds of people um, from different backgrounds who were from like single parent households and I was like okay cool like is this fine like I don't know and then but now when I when I've been since I've been working with like pop shift or when I meet people like you or yeah. when I'm meeting uh, groups of South Asian people only now it started to feel like it it's like it was like a weird thing okay which is very interesting to me like you know I'll be talking to someone I'll be like yeah you know my my mom I live with my mom and then my dad lives in Jersey and it's like a oh oh okay oh oh okay like they're like like you see the wheels second. turning in yeah, their yeah. head um and I think that's been a very unique experience because it was so normal for me my entire life I didn't really think anything of it until I, I started you know, entering yeah. these spaces and I now it feels a little different and and like something that makes me unique I guess but it yeah. never felt like that before um okay. so that's new that is new that but is interesting yeah and then uh you know me and my dad like we're chill we're cool yeah he's a, he's a nice guy he's a cool guy okay. makes me laugh he's he's a, he's a cool guy and we also grew up going on a lot of vacations with my dad's family okay. like I've been to Aruba 15 times with my dad's family. <laughs> That's 15 more than me. Um, Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> so, listen, go. It's really fun. Um, but uh, those times when I was in Aruba is when I really, like, treasured that time with my dad. Yeah. Um, because that's when I saw him on a very, like, consistent basis. Yeah. It was, like, one week where I was, like, okay, my dad, my dad's family, we're chilling, we're having a good time. Um, and then in 2019, after my senior year of high school, 
uh, my mom and my sister couldn't go to Aruba, I think for work reasons. And me okay. and my dad went. And over that trip, I was really able to like get my footing with my relationship okay. with my dad. I, fe- I felt like it transcended like a you're my dad. And it was more like, oh, I really like you as a person. And I felt like we oh. got that that time to um really connect. So yeah. I feel like I'm super close with my dad now. And I'm really happy about that. That's a really beautiful thing. I think yeah. when you kind of cross that boundary with your parents from like parent to kid to like yeah. adult to adult mm-hmm. and you're able to talk in a, on an equal level it's and really just thing. almost be like friends. Mm-hmm. With, no, with literally. And I think it's also really important to note that like I have never felt like I was missing anything. Okay. Being in a single parent That's household. Beautiful. I absolutely feel like I was uh, given the love, care, support, everything that I needed from the yeah. people that were in my you know immediate household. And then um, having my dad and I connect later on was like additional support and additional love and additional care. Um, But I never felt like I was missing anything. I I feel like I've had a really well-rounded upbringing despite the single parent household upbringing. Yeah. That's beautiful. Your mm-hmm. mom and grandma, they killed it. They killed they it. Absolutely they absolutely killed it. it. Look at uh, you. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, besides my mom and my grandma, you know, I also spent a lot of time with like my friends growing up. Like right. my mom has uh, friends from when she was like seven years old when she first came here. Okay. Um, so like shout out to my Hutakshi Masi. Um, <laughs> we spent a lot of time with her and her kids, Shireen and Zareen. Love okay. them. Um, so yeah, I've always had just like aunts, grandmas, great aunts, my mom, my sister surrounded family. by yeah. me. And it's like, I, you know, how could you ever feel like something's missing when you have so an abundance of so much love and and care yeah Yeah. i think that's really beautiful about our community is i feel like we really show up for each other and we were it's very much there's a very much a we Mm -hmm. you know in western culture there's an i it's an i i i and loneliness is like very normal here which is like very weird um but but in the eastern culture it's Mm -hmm. it's very beautiful everyone's together all the time which which can be suffocating (laughs) in its own way i spend every waking moment with my mom and i'm (laughs) totally fine with it but but i I get you and i i I really love that you love that i love that you have a healthy dynamic with your mother oh yeah so that you have kind of like that best friend support constantly so that's that is just so beautiful. I'm very lucky. You know, you mentioned your sister and how you guys share a room. Mm-hmm. This is something that like, it just like triggered this like flashback in me. So there was, I don't know what my family and I were doing. This was like so random, but I think there uh-huh. was a point in our life where we were in, I think it was a three bedroom home. Okay. But we decided that one of the bedrooms would be an office for studies. Okay. One of the bedrooms would be a guest room, which in hindsight didn't, doesn't make any sense. So all, all five of us we're were in, in one bed. It was a big master. We would just have our beds lined up. Oh. Anyways, it was just so funny that you said you shared a room with your sister. Uh-huh. I was like, yeah, there was actually a good period of life where I just like woke up and like my parents were there. My brother was there. And we're just like, hey, good morning. <laughs> did you like that though? Like, did you enjoy it that? It was fun. Yeah. It was exciting. Mm-hmm. I mean, would I do it again at this age? No. But but right. at that age, at th- we were all young. It yeah. wasn't like weird. We were mm-hmm. all like, you know, like little kids and mm-hmm. Anyways, it was just funny that you said that because it like triggered this like memory. I love that. That's great. <laughs> but tell me a little bit more about what it was like growing up in Queens and what's been your yeah. exposure to wealth growing up? Mm-hmm. Like what, what has been your relationship with money or socioeconomic status? Yeah, Queens is the best place on earth. Okay. Best borough in the city for sure. Like okay. 100%. No shade. <laughs> no shades in Manhattan. I know we're in Manhattan right now. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I love Queens. I didn't start venturing out into Manhattan until I was like in high school when okay. my high school was like in Manhattan. Yeah. Um, so I just have such a deep appreciation for Queens, the diversity, the diversity in even like restaurants, like being able to go have like different kinds of cuisines. A lot of good food there, um, I hear. Yeah, one hundred percent. And come like, check it out. yeah, you should. Come on, come on. After this, <laughs> yeah, let's we'll go. take a little train ride. <laughs> yeah, but um, being able to like go to all these different places with different cuisines, different people, you start to just have appreciation for other cultures, and I'm really grateful for that. 
um one of the highlights of like growing up was like going to like patel brothers with my grandma in jackson heights I love it. you know just like the hustle and bustle of like going on the train and like holding her hand and then like looking up and down the aisles being Aww. like whoa this is great this is so cool okay but then like also the aunties like shoving me and stuff like that <laughs> like i was four no need to shove me near the tindora like no need for that like they're brutal in there it's crazy when i go now i'm like thank god i'm like five five and i'm tall and i'm like towering over them because yeah. now i'm like give me my okra give me my whatever <laughs> <laughs> that was a tangent those times with my grandma in jackson heights were definitely like eye-opening in terms of like culture and, and yeah. connecting to my own and um yeah so i can't imagine myself anywhere else but queens and in, in terms of in regard to like growing up um because i also live in a really close-knit community okay um i live in forest hills queens and you know the Wait, what's the ethnic breakdown there um it's there's a lot of white people okay there's plenty i went to a, a really beautiful school in the gardens the forest hills gardens is like a okay. super rich area oh, wow. i don't live there i don't live there okay. um it's a super rich area of new york but also just like queens and you know it's like million dollar houses and stuff like that so you know i w <laughs> when i woke up in the morning in my little apartment building um and then do my little 10 minute walk to uh the school in the gardens it was a little weird. It okay. was a little jarring, uh, you know, passing by all these beautiful houses and, and all that stuff. But then also knowing that I felt comfort living in an apartment building. Like, I never felt, like, jealous or anything of, of those houses. That's and great. That I don't know why, but it's probably... Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, it's probably because I just felt, like, provided for and loved in my space. When in my your space. cup is full, that's all that matters. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, that's probably why I felt that way. Uh, but I have friends who live in the gardens and, you know, going to their house is, like, a fun yeah. time. But... I just feel weird in houses. Like that's interesting. I don't know why. I just feel like unsafe in a house. Like when I go sleep over at my friend's house in the garden, my one of my best friends Sonia, like yeah. it's just too quiet. Like yeah. I can't sleep without like the sirens and I know that's so cliche. That's so New York cliche, but I can't sleep without some kind of like noise well, or anything. When you're born with it, you're, yeah, you're raised you just, on it. You that need makes sense. it. Um so yeah, in regard to seeing that wealth, I saw it. You saw the <laughs> I saw wealth, it yeah. on my walk to and from school every single morning. Um, but I, I just, I don't know that I felt any kind of like way about it. Like I wasn't like, oh, I hope I live in one of these houses yeah. one day, which I think is very common and typical of like a lot of people that live in my neighborhood is like, even my mom, like we'll be walking in the gardens and she's like, oh, I wonder if I'm going to have one of these one day. And I'm like, is that what, I'm like, that's what you want? Like, yeah. that's crazy. Um, but it's also probably because of her upbringing. Maybe, you know, she sure. used to see houses that sure. she was like, wow, that's so great. Um. But yeah, I, I just haven't felt like that. And then in regard to like in my household, like I said, we've always had everything we've needed and, and yeah. then some. So, um, you know, we're, we've always been comfortable. I've never felt like, oh, man, like I wish we had more money. Yeah. I mean, everyone always wants more oh, money. Sure, always. But, but like to, but to yearn just, for it, it's a different right, thing, which right. doesn't sound like is the case. Yeah, here. I've just felt really grateful for what I have. Yeah. And so, yeah. When you grow up without wealth, there is a weird discomfort that I feel too in like very wealthy environments. You know, like Hunger Games? Yes. Like when they have like that district of like mm -hmm. the weird dressed people, which, mm -hmm. which are semblance of like the, the you know, the elite right. in the real world. Mm -hmm. It's almost like this weird kind of eerie feeling. And I don't know what mm -hmm. it is. And this isn't in all situations, by the way. Like, like it's not, I'm not like anti-wealth. Like obviously, you know, protect yeah. your family, provide for them. Absolutely, care for them. yeah. But in, a, I want to say obscene levels of wealth, which is not what you are referencing. Mm -hmm. I think you're referencing more like the, the family unit, right. like million dollar house mm -hmm. thing. It's just some sort of discomfort. Cause I, I grew up in a very like upper middle yeah. class, but in, in, in Cupertino, California, mm -hmm. that's like a normal size like townhouse. It's not right. like a big, uh -huh. big mansion. And there was actually this juggernaut article okay. 
maybe i might be making this up by the way i hope i'm not because i'd be really bad for my credibility um but i, th I think there was some something about um some controversy about like you know south asians choosing to display their wealth or not okay. choosing to display it and they're, they're, they touched on this like weird nuance of like emotions that people feel towards wealth and how it stems from like well we were all immigrants we mm -hmm. came from nothing mm -hmm. so some people feel like oh you shouldn't show off like we have humble beginnings yeah but some people feel like well we had humble beginnings but we made it in america so mm -hmm. we should share that with the world i don't know different schools of thought i want to come to your culture uh -huh. a little bit mm -hmm. so tell me a bit about your ethnicity and your background got you Ooh, my favorite part <laughs> um yeah so like i said my name is calissa davy prasad yeah if you know any prasad like you know they're Guyanese. Prasad is like a super common Guyanese oh, last name. Okay. Yeah. So my mom was born in India, from India, came here when she was like five or six with okay. her family. And my dad was born in Guyana from there. And then I think he came here when he was like a teenager. Okay. Yeah. Um, and also my grandma worked in the United Nations. So he lived here oh. with like a bunch of different people, but uh, primarily like his grandma, my great grandmother, Mama. Okay. And I'm very proud of my heritage, very proud of of where I'm from and, and what I represent. High school was really the first time that I was like, oh, okay, I am not white, I guess. Or like, I'm just not something that maybe people have seen or grown up yeah. around or, or whatever it is. So really thankful that I was able to like reconnect with my, especially my Guyanese roots yeah. um, in high school and, and be really proud of that because I did have like a Guyanese friend in the drama department at oh, LaGuardia. Wow. For the audience, yeah. tell us a little bit more about the geography there. Yeah, okay, so Guyana is not Ghana. It is also not Guinea. It is not any of those things. So <laughs> Guyana's in South America. It's one of the only like not Spanish speaking countries in South America. Culturally though, it's it's really tethered to the Caribbean. People also refer to that that region as like the West Indies. It's just such a different culture yeah. than Indian culture. There's different food and there's okay. different music. There's soca, there's dance hall, there's um, wow. calypso music, all these really beautiful things that I feel like people just skip over. It's really important to me to notice the similarities and also notice the differences between yeah. between those two cultures and also uh to include Guyanese people in the conversation about yeah. South Asian people 100% absolutely one thing I find one of the many things I should say I find very interesting about your upbringing and, uh. and your background is that you mentioned that you told your mom that you wanted to be an actress mm -hmm. and she literally just said okay cool like, you're yeah. good at this let's do it and I, and I want to take a, a second mm -hmm. so I, I think part of the reason I started this show mm -hmm. is because I came from the Bay Area okay unfortunately like creativity and arts were, were very much like frowned upon I don't think I've ever heard of a South Asian having such a seamless step into kind of a creative path mm -hmm. so that's crazy to me yeah. so tell me about your schooling and how maybe yeah. that might have deferred from like a traditional oh, yeah. schooling path mm -hmm. with this in mind mm -hmm. by the way how old were you when you realized you wanted to be an actress um the first time i acted ever was like sixth grade wow and then i knew i wanted to like do it professionally and like really go for it when i was like 15. i also used to do what every kid does ever and like create dance routines and plays and little oh, skits yeah. with my cousins be performing honestly yeah. be performing for each other for our parents that percolation of creativity was happening at a very young age, um, which I think it does in all of us. I think we're all creative in different ways. Um, the iMovie archives. <laughs> yeah, for all of us. Yep, I don't want to look yeah, at those. But absolutely, yep. 100%. You remember those things on the radio that would be like, does your kid want to be on yeah, Disney? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I remember hearing those on the radio and being like, oh man, I want to do that. And then my sister <laughs> got to take one of the classes um, that was being advertised on the radio. And I remember like, uh, my dad would take her to the classes and we'd sit in this diner like across where she was doing the classes because I was too young. I think I was like five, six at this point oh, when okay. she started doing it. And she took she took like three classes and she couldn't memorize lines and then she like gave up. Okay. 
I was like, wow, okay, <laughs> I could have memorized those lines. I was so jealous. I was so mad that she was taking these classes and I kept asking my mom, I was like, please, can I take the class? But they were so expensive. I'm sure. So expensive and how I don't- How much are those things, if you don't like mind? Like $1,000. It was like $1,000 for one class. Well, how long is yeah. the class? It's gotta be like a 24-hour class. I, I think it was like literally an hour. Are you kidding? Yeah, it was really silly, but it's what my sister wanted to do at the time. And like oh I said, my, God. my no, mom good always her, gave us ow. what we needed and what we wanted, right? So my sister says, I want to go to acting class. My mom goes, okay, you know what? I got the means, I'll let you. And then in sixth grade, I was in my school's production of Snow White. Wow. And I was Snow White, which if you look at me, in sixth grade, I was like, oh, acting's cool. And that was the first time that I had been exposed to it. And I was yeah. like, okay, it was fun to be another person for a little bit. Um, yeah. And then in middle school, I like, randomly reverted back to like chorus and I was like yeah I'm gonna be a singer I'm gonna be a pop star and then in eighth grade I took drama because the guy that I liked was taking drama it's a good reason to time. do anything at that age yeah it's the reason I've done a lot of things <laughs> uh and I don't know if I'm proud of it or not but it's That's the reason okay. I've done a lot of things um and it's all then part of up. yeah and then I heard about this school called LaGuardia LaGuardia High School okay on the Upper West Side and it's right by Juilliard and ah. yeah so I had just heard about it in eighth grade all my friends were gonna audition for it and yeah, my God, I love telling the story. My friend, uh, shout out Daniela. My friend Daniela was like, oh, you know, if you're going to audition for LaGuardia, you have to audition for two studios. Like you can't okay. audition for one. You have to audition for okay. two. And I was only going to do vocal. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll do drama like yeah. at, on a whim. Yeah. I was just like, whatever. And I prepped my materials like the night before, went into my audition. The audition process was like nine hours long to audition for both studios, vocal and drama. Um. And it was just like a lot. It was a lot going on. And I was like, okay, I'm not getting in here, but I tried. Yeah. You know, we'll see what yeah. happens. And then I ended up getting into both studios. And wow. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to pick vocal because that's what I wanted to do in the first place. Okay. But then I went to the open houses. Um, they had an open house for vocal. And they were talking about doing like classical singing and all this stuff that I was like right. not into. When I went to the drama open house, magic was occurring in the yeah. space. And I was like, I cannot imagine myself anywhere else. I have to do this drama program. Even if I don't know if I want to be an actor, I have to do it because this feels like a really comfortable space. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I went into the drama program, got there freshman year. I was not loving it too much. I felt really inadequate. All these people had gone to like performing arts middle schools. I went to like, you know, a random middle school in Queens. Right. And I didn't even know about LaGuardia and I didn't know about drama, but these kids had been looking forward to going to LaGuardia since they were like five. Okay. You know, so yeah. I just already felt really weird. My teacher at the time, like my drama teacher wasn't super like attentive to me. Okay. Um, but halfway through the year, um, Ali Sheedy from The Breakfast Club. I don't know if you know who she is. I live is. under a rock okay. in case you're interested. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's a famous actress okay. and she was in The Breakfast Club. She <laughs> subbed in as our teacher. Oh, wow. Like halfway through the year, which was like a crazy thing. And she was like a huge instrumental part in, in me being like, oh, I'm actually like good at acting and like I can do it. I remember her telling my mom at parent-teacher conference, like, Calissa's so good. Like, wow. you, 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 you know, she's really talented and you, you, there you go. Like, and it was super validating to hear that when my mom got home that night, I was like, oh my God, Allie thinks I'm good at acting. That's like, wow, crazy. that's so great. That is crazy. Yeah, it was insane. And I was so happy that, uh, you know, she came in and, and was able to teach me and I was able to learn from her. Um, I learned so many fundamental things from her. And then fast forward to sophomore year, I had a teacher, Mr. Davidson, who was also really instrumental in, uh, you know, giving me that drive and that ambition to uh, pursue acting. I remember at his, at that parent-teacher conference, he told my mom like, oh, you've got an actor on your hands. Sorry to tell you, like, wow. you know, she's got something and you, ju you just gotta go with it. Okay. So that was like the moment where I was like, okay, I'm doing this. This was the school that, was it Nicki Minaj? Nicki Minaj and Timothy Chalamet went there. Yeah, Ansel Elgort. 
Um, wow. Yeah, a lot of people went there. A lot of people went there for a lot wow. of things. Wow. Yep. Wow, wow. Namely wow. Timothy Chalamet, though. I mean, like, th- listen, me and Timothy Chalamet, we got a lot in common. Yeah. Let me tell you. I mean, we look alike, so <laughs> <laughs> there's that. But also. <laughs> You don't see it? He won a competition called Young Arts okay. in his senior year of LaGuardia. Okay. I won the same competition Shut for up. drama. So like that was like my all like that was my Timothy trajectory. Okay. Um so I was like, oh I won Young Arts. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I'm Timothy yeah, Chalamet. Yeah. Then I also rapped in my I don't know if you know about Little Timmy Tim, like how he did the Rising Stars. The rock like, rap- I told you about, yeah. Cool. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so well he has this like super viral rap video that okay. he did in my school's talent show. And so my senior year of high school, I was like, I guess I'll just continue on this Timothy Chalamet track. And I okay. rapped in my school's talent show and it was cool. I did a um a rap parody of I Like It by Cardi B, made oh. all my own lyrics, had backup dancers. Well, that's it was awesome. sweet. Do you have a video? I do. Okay, I would yeah. like to see that. I'll show it to after you. Oh, yeah, I'll show it to you after. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, he was also like the lead in his, um, you know, senior play at the end of the okay. year. I was the lead in my senior play at the end you of guys the year. You're the same person. So I was like, oh my god, I'm literally, I'm literally Timothy Chalamet. Okay. Yeah. Um, I believe it. I actually, I actually believe it. Yeah. By the way. That's, oh, that's thank really you. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm hoping. I'm hoping, <laughs> fingers crossed, that it just keeps going. Yeah. We're in a little bit of a lull right now in my no, acting career. Nothing but goes perfect to plan. You know, just Timothy trajectory, Timothy trajectory. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm what I'm heading towards. Yeah. yeah. Your high school experience is so different Weird. than mine. Mine was like, everybody wants to do computer science, and if you're not in STEM, you're an idiot. So it's <gasps> oh crazy God. to hear about this high school experience yeah. where, like, creativity is, like, like celebrated and people oh, yeah. are, like, catapulted off of that mm-hmm. into, like, Hollywood. No, like, you're literally, like, a major. Like, I was a drama major people were vocal majors Wait, like that's you, what we called people did you take like normal did you yeah, like, yeah, take yeah. biology oh, yeah. oh, math oh, oh. Like, does, is yes, that a part of the education that's a super important part my day was literally eight to four like eight o'clock in the morning uh, to four ten p.m that's a lot so i was taking all my normal classes too i was taking uh you know physics chemistry trig trigonometry sure. algebra whatever it was sure. and then i would have a block of my day my drama block where it was like three periods of acting uh voice techniques theater yeah. history play analysis um on camera musical theater like whatever it was yeah for that year juggling class which is i've made a lot of videos about juggling oh my so, god but i, I learned that i just saw one recently yeah. actually yep i just made one the other day yeah yeah that's funny mm-hmm. we had to learn how to juggle so we could put it as a special skill on our resumes for acting <laughs> and it's helped me in audition that's rooms. actually really yeah. cool i would imagine that you're one of the few if not only south asians in, in the room in these situations <sighs> In audition rooms? Yeah, or like in general, yeah. the schooling and the education. Oh, yeah. For LaGuardia, um, I was the only Indian kid in the entire department. Okay. Yeah. And then my Guyanese friend was also there. But she was Guyanese and Peruvian. Um, okay. And I'm Guyanese and Indian. And you so. also mentioned that, was it high school you said that you started feeling like, oh, like I'm actually like not the same skin tone yeah, as everybody? Yeah, so yeah, that yeah. Was like kind that of the was when I year. started to feel that. And then especially like um, at the end of our four years at LaGuardia, we have like a senior showcase where we okay. get presented basically to, you know, managers and agents and all these people. Um, and I remember so vividly, there was one time we went to like a party, like after we had graduated okay. and stuff and a couple of like my white friends in the department, yeah. I remember them crying like in the corner of the room because they hadn't got reached out to by anybody. Um, okay. I had gotten reached out to by a couple of people nice. and so had other, other, um, of my friends who were women of color. Okay. And I remember them crying and stuff and someone like made a comment being like, oh, they got reached out to because they're people of color. <laughs> and i was like eh. uh, i was like that's so weird they thought that the reason they didn't get reached out to is because they were white i suppose which is just great like i was just like okay this is weird like that minimizes my talent by so and much it, my god yeah, it's like the whole like diversity higher oh like, yeah like, that's exactly like what it was that, yeah. that's how it 
Like, no, I worked my ass off for four years, and then that's why agents yeah. and managers and casting directors were reaching out to me. And I did a good job in the showcase. That's why yeah. they're reaching out to me. And it took me, like, three years to realize what I just said. Yeah. Because even, uh, you, like, that stuff gets to you. I see them crying. I'm like, oh, my God, maybe they're right. Like, oh. I was like, oh, man. They're wrong. They're wrong. <laughs> so, uh, CUNY, which is where I, I went to CUNY Hunter College. Okay. They, um, It's a public university okay. uh, system. So, and, and where is it located? Upper East Side. Okay. So, literally okay. directly across the park. Okay. Directly across the this park from LaGuardia. <laughs> East? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. Were a lot of people from your high school also going to that college or no? Oh, no, no, no. No? It's yeah. I went I went through the whole BFA acting process. Okay. Audition things. Like, I did my, you know, my two monologues for each school. I got into most of the schools I auditioned for, but um, I didn't end up going because... I just wanted to get my foot in the door. I had yeah. reps already. Um, and I was like, I just want to audition around New York City and have the flexibility to be able to do that because a lot of times in conservatory programs, and I don't know if this has changed, but you're sometimes not allowed to audition because they want you to focus on your craft and what you're doing. And to me, that just didn't, that just didn't yeah, appeal to me. Can, yeah. um, I just wanted to start working and, uh, you know, make my dreams come true while I was in college, which, you know, I didn't, I didn't end up doing, but... Um, I was putting in the work. I was yeah. auditioning throughout all of my four years of college and uh, making those relationships and um, having really good audition experiences. So I'm really thankful that I had that. I love that you're so open to talk about like the highs and the lows. Oh, yeah. I think a lot of people don't, they think, oh, she's an actress. Like her life must be great. No, I'm sure there's like, especially when you're on the come up, right? Yeah. Obviously once you're there, maybe it's different. Mm -hmm. You're like constantly getting roles and, and big movies mm -hmm. and stuff. But when you're on the come up, it's like you really have to just, normalize rejection and oh, failure yeah. there's constant like little failures yeah. all the time i think that failure is a beautiful thing i actually think it's bad if you get everything you want all the time that's oh, yeah. bad you don't get any like real world training it's, it's very true. much like i think i've learned the most from failures and I, I also think the beauty of failure is it means that you tried failure mm -hmm. is a byproduct of actually trying imagine not even trying you're not failing but you're not even trying because then mm -hmm. what do you do with your life you like yeah. you look back and like oh, i didn't try anything because i was afraid to fail you know, people can live a risk averse life and that's fine. Mm -hmm. But when you really feel a passion in your heart, it's mm -hmm. like you just have to keep trying. That's true. So tell me a little bit more about that. Tell me about how like it feels like the re rejection, obviously not fun, <laughs> yeah. I imagine, but mm -hmm. how you cope and, and all of that. Yeah. Um, for a while, I just wasn't coping. Like if I okay. got a rejection, it would take me out for like a week. Okay. Um, and the one that I think of the most, and it still like haunts me. Every actor always has that one role that they're like, shit like yeah. damn oh my god um and for me that was bella in the sex lives of college girls i could yeah. totally see you Dog. as i mean the actress did it was also great Absolutely, but i could yeah, also see did. you in the, yeah, the, yeah, oh, yeah. Man. um i was 18 years old you know i'm i was put in the pedal to the metal i had been auditioning since i was 16 yeah. um for all these different projects i had auditioned for never have i ever i auditioned for davy before that yeah. i didn't hear anything back on that one okay um so i wasn't like heartbroken about that but um sex lives came to me in like july 2020 i remember getting the audition and being like oh God, like this is the one, like this is the one that's gonna like make or break me. Um, and I was 18, my God. Uh, I had just gotten back also from like a chem read in LA. Like I got sent to LA for like 48 hours to do a chem read for a movie called Plan B on okay. Hulu. And I didn't get that, okay. but shout out Kuhu cause she got the part as Sunny in Plan B. And she's oh. really, really good. Um, she's really, really fantastic in that film. Um, but yeah, I had just like come off of that in like earlier in the year. Yeah. The pandemic had hit. I was like, oh man, life is weird and bad and i don't know what's going yeah. on and then this was kind of like it seemed like it was going to be the light at the end of the tunnel um i did the audition i got a call back oh i gosh. was f literally freaking out <laughs> like my callback was with the casting director and mindy wow and i was like the first time i meet mindy kaling is going to be on a zoom <laughs> in my living room <laughs> like this is crazy and i remember going to into the audition just 
so nervous my god it was like oh my god literally i'm getting like things in my stomach just thinking about how it's nervous i was yeah. yeah she said i was funny yeah that's that huge good. mindy kaling like, said you were funny i know that's huge yeah, i was that like oh, be in your bio mindy kaling Dog, said I was funny. yeah and she also said my name like whatever direction she was giving me she was like oh calissa can you try and i was like did she just say my name wow ah, like i was like wait this is the most normal thing as the audition went on i was like okay it's you know <laughs> my yeah, nerves are sure let's calm down but um i was so nervous and then i had another call back after that with wow. um, one of the potential directors this is round three yeah round okay. three um and i remember they had a lot of notes on my second audition because they were like we could tell you were nervous calm down like so you know hard. and i was like you calm down like i was like <laughs> you calm down um but yeah in my third audition um i think that's when you know they had uh, made casting choices already and then so i got the news like two hours after my third audition that i didn't get it but i was down to the final two it was between you and, and, and Amrit Kaur, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you were like, <laughs> I was, yeah, I was almost there. And then, hold on, two weeks after my that all happened, so I was out. I that took me out for like two weeks. I was in bed. I didn't eat. I didn't sleep. Yeah. I like was just in bed, like listening to like "There's a Light That Never Goes Out" by The Smiths, which is a sad song, and okay. I was just not well. That's fair. And That's I was still okay. going to class and doing all that stuff on Zoom too. Like there was just too much going on, and you know, my mom every day she'd come into my room and be like, "It's okay. Like you're gonna be okay. Like it's gonna be fine." But it didn't feel fine. <laughs> like I was yeah. like, it felt terrible. It felt so bad, and I really didn't think I was gonna be able to get back up. Um, but then I got an audition for Never Have I Ever <gasps> season two. Um, well, don't get too excited. I know, but, no, but the fact that you're even getting no, it I know, is I know, huge. I know. I remember um, I got the audition for that and I was like, oh, okay, this is the light at the end of the tunnel. This is what I've been waiting for. And it was for Anissa, the role of Anissa, who Megan Surrey plays fantastically. Wow. Um, and I did that audition and I didn't even get like a callback for that. They were, I just got a message from my manager being like, oh my God, they think you're so great. Your audition was so good. You're not getting it, but good job. And I was like, pat on the back. Okay. Yeah. Like I was like, okay, fine. Um, but I just that really took a toll on me mentally. And this is different than the audition for Davy. Yeah. Okay. That so was different than that Davey. Was, so yeah. This is Davey like, had already been cast. They'd yeah, already yeah, done this, season obviously, one. Obviously, yeah, because yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So you know, it it was really hard uh, to see because I love those shows. Also, I love those shows. My God, yeah. I've watched. I've watched both of those. They're great. They're, they're fantastic. They're I watched the Mindy Project before that, wow. so I've, I'm a fan of hers. And you know, it was it's hard to watch. Like you just sit and you're kind of tense the whole time you're watching it, and you're wondering like, oh man, like what did they do in their audition that I didn't do in mine? But sometimes yeah. it's just not that. Like sometimes it's just out of your control entirely and it doesn't matter how good of an audition you did if they have a certain vision for something they have that and that's it i wouldn't even be able to say that uh in 2020 that's only come now that i haven't been auditioning for a year plus now yeah. i feel like i've been able to you know get some wisdom back and and start sure. thinking about it in a different light but at the time you know it just was heartbreaking and um, i also auditioned oh my god i totally forgot about that i auditioned for sex lives season two they had a part, uh, I haven't watched season two actually, but they had a part, um, Priya, I think. And I didn't even hear anything back from that one. So then I was just uh, like, oh man. Was Mindy Kaling in that audition as well? The, the, as for Priya or no? Cause that was more of a. No, 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 no. That was, uh, these were just self tapes. Oh. Yeah. These were self tapes okay. that I had sent in. Well the okay. only ones where I like saw 
It's callbacks. Know, it's call, callbacks. Okay, so, so yeah. Just to get this straight, because I don't know much about yeah, acting. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Sorry, audition, that's a really good thing to ask. Yes. You send a video. Yeah. Callback. You like actually meet with the on casting Zoom, director. Yeah. On Zoom. Okay. Yeah. Done. Correct. Got it, got yes. It. Yeah. That's how. That's how it's. It went in 2020, and also I'm pretty sure now they're still just doing Zoom auditions because See it's there. just convenient. Yeah. But yeah. Then you don't get the it's energy. It's hard. The, my God. Yeah. You know, I always think about that. Like I'm like, what if things were different? I don't want to delude myself with what ifs, but I'm always like, what if I had you know been in the room with Mindy or the casting director, whoever it was. Like I don't know if that would have changed things you literally never know um but i try not to dwell on that too much i just try to keep it in perspective i've auditioned for so many cool things and i'm really yeah. happy that i've been in those rooms and uh been able to get my face in front of people um but nothing yet i've only worked on commercials i don't want to say only commercials are really important they are important. yeah you know what How they else are people buy stuff they don't absolutely yeah so there you go. i did a commercial for con edison in 2021 i did oh my god they're my utility provider oh now. yeah Sorry, yeah. so I did a Con Edison commercial in 2021. Um, I've been in a couple of my friends' like short films, things like yeah. that. Um, I was in a SpongeBob commercial in like 2019. Wait, that's so cool. Yeah, what? yeah. I had to do Squidward's laugh in the commercial, <laughs> which was fun and good and that. cool. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much my act. And then also, you know, the strike happened this year. So my reps actually dropped me right before the strike started. What? The writer's oh, strike started. I guess right that's before. how that works. Yeah. Yeah, because I I had been on a break from auditioning right after counseling. I went to counseling and I was like, I need a break. Um, So I was really honest with them. And I said, hey, I need a break. You know, I'll circle back when I'm feeling okay again. But right now I'm not feeling too good because all these rejections are being pent up and I'm not processing them. Space and time. I feel like I've only processed them over the last couple months. This is like you are inches away from your life completely changing. And it's like not that it's not going to happen again, Mm -hmm. by the way. The fact that you're like second in line for like some of the biggest roles in the South Asian world is Mm -hmm. like. It just means, you know, it's a timing thing. And I'm sure you, you t- I know you know that, but it hurts. And oh, it th- hurts. this is just like a completely different mm-hmm. level. It's a completely different playing field. Yeah. And like day-to-day rejections that we all go through. Absolutely. This is like, yeah, you are so strong. Oh, and you process it so maturely, I think. Yeah. A huge part of that is also my mom. My God, I literally don't know what I would do if I didn't have her like talking me down after yeah. you know, such high stakes situations. I literally don't know what I would do. Yeah. No clue what I would be doing or how I would be processing because I spend so much of my day talking to my mom just usually. Yeah. And then when stuff like that happens, I'm taking up even more of her time just, you know, uh, using her as a soundboard and using her for advice or, you know, whatever it is. Um, or just if I need a hug. <laughs> if I just need a hug or God. if I need to cry to someone, she's she's always there for me. So yeah. I'm really lucky. The closest thing I've gotten to what you do is I used to do the the – I'm standing and you're watching Disney Channel dun, 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 in the mirror. And then yeah. I was like, this is, this is not for me. <laughs> this is not for me. So the good on you. Like you actually, yeah. like you just knew from a young age. Yeah. I'm manifesting it. Oh, I'm sitting in a room with a Hollywood star that just hasn't had her moment yet. Thank Seriously. You. You're, I appreciate you're that. close. You're getting really close. And I, I appreciate that. Person, and you're what, 22? I'm 22. I just turned 22 in October. You just yeah. made me feel old, by the way. I'm <laughs> no. 23 and I make other people feel old. You just no. made me feel old. So congratulations. Thanks for doing that on the show too. I really please, appreciate please. it. Thank you. Thank um, you. But, okay. Okay. Hold on. Grand scheme. You're 22. You're going to be fine. I know. They always tell me that, but I also feel like I'm like an 80 year old in a 22 year old's oh, body. Sure, sure, so I, I feel like sometimes I just am also not a patient person my god i'm so antsy and so impatient oh and i just Life yeah feels short sometimes i get it so short, I get it. Oh my god and you know i just want to make people proud make myself proud and i just i'm just waiting 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 i know it's a patience it's game happen. it's a patience game and, sure. and no just statistically it's actually much more likely to happen as time oh, yeah. goes on because that's how time works but also because Absolutely. um on top of that there's like a south asian like wave mm-hmm. of like there's, oh, there's yeah. a presence in, in these industries and entertainment Absolutely. and it's like get more opportunities to put your foot in the door and it's just like it's 
there's a lot of synergistic yeah. like I think things going on I in, believe in so. the South Asian yeah. community. Even so meeting think, people like yourself, like oh, that's a huge thanks. step in in creating those networks and connections and um you know just lifting each other up and making each other proud and yeah. and doing all that stuff. Everything I do on social media is really an extension of what I want to do in my acting career. So Yeah. Yeah. You know, we'll see. That we'll makes see. complete sense. At the end of the day, we're all just trying to make it. Like yeah. well, I, I'm sitting here cuz what do you think I want to do with my life, guys? What do you think I want to do? I'm sitting here like obviously like yeah. it's it's just like you you everybody's just trying to make it and mm -hmm. I, I think just that support and that system is just so important what is success for you what when, when is the point that you can take your hat off and say all right it's time to retire guys like i just yeah. peaked in life like what what is that or is there even a point is it like yeah. this constant whatever my mom wants or needs me to do for her if i can do whatever that is or whatever that looks like in the in the in the time that i can do it for her if she tells me like hey calissa like you know i feel good that is enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> That's enough for me to be like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. I don't know what that looks like for her. You know, I'm sure, uh, you know, she has things on her mind that are important to her pressures that she's facing. Sure. Um, if I can alleviate any, any of that, then I've done my job. That's a very beautiful answer. Yeah. I want to switch gears a little bit. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit about social media. So I know yeah. when we had our, our pre-show interview and, and talk conversation, yeah. you mentioned that you're doing kind of like a rebrand mm -hmm. situation with yeah. the social media. And then you're also involved with Pop Shift. Yes. So just, just tell me about how all of that comes into play with the acting yeah, yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, social media. TikTok obviously like very much so came on the scene in like 2020, like early 2020, late 2019. Yeah. Um, I was just making videos for fun. Like yeah. I was just doing like whatever trending sound was happening that week or day or whatever it is. Um, I was just connecting scenarios in my life to whatever trending sound it was, primarily about my dating life. Like, you know what? Only about my dating life. Like That's for a fine. really a long time, all of my content was about my dating yeah. life, dating experiences in New York City specifically, because my God, topic. it's just New York City is like a cesspool of like horrifying experiences in the <laughs> dating world That's it's funny. terrible it's so bad and i was i was also like only exclusively like going on dates with people that i went to middle school with which was like that's a really good pool to pick from yeah that's actually the, the best pool it's i hear so weird, but it's because <laughs> i felt like like yeah. i said i come from a really close-knit yeah, community I and it. i felt like just like i was like ooh, like wouldn't it be such a great story if me and Bob from my eighth grade class like, so got together? About the story. I have it's that problem. Always about the story. I, I have. It's such a delusional, it's stupid fairy tale nonsense it's thing horrifying. that we do as women. Yeah, it's, yeah, I yeah. wish we didn't. Yeah. So I did that a lot, but it provided me with some great content. Yeah. I'll say that. You know, I just have people commenting, being like, "No shot. No way. No way this yeah, happened. No, no way like, that happened." I'm like, "It, it happened." It yeah. happened. A lot of people thought I was lying also about like experiences I had. I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> like, I don't it need happened. to, guys. I don't need to lie to make this unbelievably at, like crazy. Like, literally yeah. at all. I'm like, these are just terrible experiences I've had. So that was what my content was for a while. And then I started working with my school, my college's TikTok, CUNY's TikTok. Okay. And that was a huge, huge part of my life for so long. Um, I became like the main admin of that account and making like very like edgy people called me edgy a lot like, <laughs> like the edgy cuny content girl and i was like okay i guess but i was just me having fun and you know talking about new york and school and professors and classes and class yeah. crushes and all that stuff on the cuny page and yeah. a lot of people hadn't seen that from like a university at that point you know using even sounds that had like curse words in it or like stuff yeah. like that like people were just having a good time and um i think when you go to a commuter school like cuny right. um, most of the cunies are commuter schools um you know you don't really have that sense of community or friends and then on top of that you add the pandemic okay. none of us were seeing each other in person for a while um being able to create that community online for cuny students was super important and um something i'm really proud of to this day God. Uh, yeah so that's what that's what 
percolated the like, oh, am I doing social media now? I guess yeah. I am. Um, kind of fell into it, yeah. Yeah, it was a it was a really happy accident, and then uh, you know the success that I saw on the CUNY page made me feel like, oh, let me start making more content on my page, and let me start talking about this and that yeah. and whatever and the other thing. Um, and then when I was done at CUNY because I was graduating and I sure. was moving on um declassified MBA had come to me um that's like a page where I was interviewing MBA students which feels so random but uh, they had seen my stuff on CUNY and they were like hey you seem funny you want to interview MBA students and I had nothing lined up for myself yeah. after graduation and I was like okay yeah like I was like okay Why not? it's, it's a job I, well. I don't know what it is and I love to learn like yeah. learning is my favorite thing ever so and I love talking to people literally yeah, love talking too. to people I so um I would stand outside MBA buildings in New York City in at Columbia or NYU and just Riveting. hope an MBA would pass me by and want to talk to me I did that for a couple months um they also like flew me to South by Southwest to talk oh, to nice. like uh, a bunch of like tech businessy yeah. finance people um all the tech and yeah, finance yeah, yeah. show up for that yeah. one yeah so it wasn't really a good fit i ended up leaving but i'm really grateful for the experiences it was something really different from what i had been doing and it was an interview role so okay. um i got really good at like asking questions and listening to people and that also helps me with my acting right i love yeah. to um i love to say like acting is listening like People think that acting is the I, 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 like the yelling or whatever you're doing in yeah. your scene. It's not. It's listening to your scene partner and understanding how uh, to interpret um, what they're giving you. Yeah. So um, really happy that that job taught me so many things. And then I also worked for Experiment Beauty. Uh, they're a science um, backed like beauty company and okay. they're super cool and fun. So I did like social media work for them. Then after that, um, Popshift had reached out to me because they had seen Declassified MBA. It's so interesting how everything, everything was just like a chain. Everything just kind of lines yeah. up, yeah. Um, and I had never thought that my my role at MBA was going to help me at all, ever, because yeah. it was just so random. Yeah. But Popshift reached out, and they were like, hey, you want to do an episode of Public Opinion, which is a show they do in, like, Washington Square Park where oh, they just yeah, talk to people the, and, yeah. and stuff. And I was like, okay, I guess. Like, I don't know if I'm good at this interview stuff, but I'll try it out. Okay. And then so I did. I did one episode. Um I started to realize interviewer stuff was maybe not the thing that was uh, giving me that like fire. Sure. So I started doing apartment tours for them. Hey, and that that's like, awesome. that's been really cool. I watched those. Yeah. I, that's, I, that's a really it's cool thing that really popped. Fun. It's so cool because yeah. the space that somebody lives is like, it's highly personal, oh, yeah. you know? And it's 100%. like, pop shift just goes, yeah, we're just going like, to go in and film mm -hmm. it. And I'm like, I, that's a great concept. But listen, like you have to have like, I don't want to pat myself on the back here, but you have to have the right person doing those oh, tours. Sure. Like, no, you, absolutely. It's, it's my job to make the person feel comfortable. It's my job to make the person feel like uh, they want to share what they want to share and don't want to share what they don't want to share. Yeah. Um, and to feel like, you know, their space is a, a really beautiful place to like show off and, yeah. and be proud of and, and things like that. So, you know, my favorite parts of those shooting those is uh, the conversations that we have when the camera's not on, yeah. right? Like just getting to know them, talking about art pieces, talking about this and that is my favorite part. And has your social media presence, so obviously you have a very strong presence. I mean, I literally recognized you at a party a couple months ago. Which is ago. so crazy. Um, oh but just just from that. So yeah. has, has it opened up any doors for you in the acting world? Mm -hmm. How would you describe the relationship between social media and acting is it is it is it a synergistic relationship yeah, yeah, yeah. or is it something that one detracts from the other how does yeah, it work yeah, yeah i would say that it's synergistic i haven't been auditioning for a year so i don't really know how i would how it looks sure. like i don't know the landscape of it right now but i remember like going to auditions um prior to prior to this year and, and being like oh um 
being asked like what's your tiktok handle what's your instagram handle yeah. things like that so i'm like okay they're obviously trying to use it as leverage and, and stuff so i'm glad i do have a following yeah um but really i think more and more i start to see them as two separate things who i okay. am on social media is not who i am as an actor and vice versa and um it's fun to talk about like my acting and like behind the scenes stuff and that's yeah. kind of what i'm doing with this rebrand right now i'm vlogging i'm trying to talk more to the camera yeah. i'm trying to do all those Your content's stuff so funny oh thank I you i love it thank it's entertaining you. thank you so much um i'm really trying to show people what my life looks like behind the scenes quote yeah, unquote totally. um so i don't know if some casting director or someone some agent some manager sees that and thinks that i'm cool and wants to work with me from that awesome yeah but i'm not i'm not like relying on my social media to get that for me i'm i'm doing research i'm looking at places that take online submissions i'm looking at actors access i'm looking yeah. at these things and um trying to do it on my own now yeah so it's hard but yeah. we're, we're doing it we're doing it that's incredible yeah i want to shift gears very quickly yeah let's talk love ah. and i think love's an interesting one because yeah. you, you see this person but i don't think you can fully understand somebody until you tap into that like very emotionally vulnerable part of them yeah and love is where that comes out for a lot of people that's yeah, where a lot yeah. of their like childhood like trauma like mm -hmm. suddenly surfaces in their 20s it's like where did that come from mm -hmm. well you, you know figured out yeah. um but so, so tell me like what's your general philosophy on love and what what has it been as a kid versus now maybe um i thought about it way too much as a kid me too. like <laughs> i remember being like four years old being like god i hope i have a prom date <laughs> like who's thinking about that like it's like me like god i hope i uh have a prom date and i hope <laughs> i get married i'm like four years old why am i thinking about that um but i've always wanted a boyfriend for so long my god like my whole life i feel like i was just like when 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 mm. when and then as soon as i was fine it always happens as soon as i was like no i don't need one i'm fine then this dude comes into my life funny how that works i'm like oh god um so i'm in my first relationship right now oh my goodness yeah, first Congratulations. one ever okay. yeah um thank you yeah it is a congratulations it isn't is. it i'm like oh my Love's god Love's a beautiful emotion to be felt yeah. and to have the opportunity that is a blessing so. absolutely and we met on tiktok which is like so 2023 i love it so 2023 i love it yeah he saw me on tiktok um followed me and he was verified so i followed him back yeah there you go i got the blue I was tick like, oh, does, I was like, hey i was like you know let's have a connection let's you know yeah we had a connection clearly yeah yeah okay <laughs> but yeah you know we were just dming each other back and forth and uh eventually he came to new york and then i met up with him because i was like hey content creator friend hey. yeah but then there was a little romance ah, and um yeah so now we're together but he lives in canada so we do long distance do you like maple syrup by the way no i hate it oh yeah I don't like it too much. That's but a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> I think, honestly, the long distance has taught me more about love than, like, I think a normal relationship would have. I actually agree on yeah. this, but continue. Yeah. Um, like I said, patience, patience, patience is something that I've been learning over the past few months. And I'm learning that love is patience. Yeah, it is. You cannot Lots. expect someone to be you. Is a right, wouldn't really that be so cool by the way if we could just build a bear and just like, <laughs> just like take me control no, c control v but yes. but male yeah literally so happy honestly i don't know if i should date someone like myself to be honest, <laughs> now that i'm not thinking of it um but you know uh he's so supportive my god being that he's also like in content creation he's yeah. like my number one champion being like he's the one who told me to like start posting on not just tiktok but instagram reels and yeah. shorts and everything and he too, by the way. he has this philosophy oh thank you he has this philosophy that like you're a small business as a creator mm -hmm. and so you're like depriving your audience of like your potential audience of like seeing your stuff if you're just limiting it to it's one platform. It's a distribution platform. channel. It's like yeah. selling the Target and Walgreens. Absolutely, it's like you gotta yeah. Do it all. But I had just never seen it like that because I was yeah. just not, 
I was just doing it as a hobby. Sure. Um, and I think he's he's really helped me see that like I'm talented. Good. And that I'm good at what I do. You deserve that. And um, so yeah, he's definitely my my number one fan with the social media stuff and encourages me. And I I hope I'm doing the same for him because he's very talented and very funny and just incredible. That is so beautiful. I guess. I guess. There you go. You gotta yeah. get mushy gushy. Yeah. I know you've talked a lot about love, but is mm-hmm. it like a, like a like a marriage love? Like, have you ever thought of like life? partnership and companionship or is it more just like so young that i'm just like relaxed but yeah like i want to get married no, you're 22. i want to get married i told you, you when i was four years it. old i hope i get married i hope I yeah do um so yeah i went to a tarot card reader actually in like september oh. and she told me marriage was in my future wow i said when i was like when 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 um and she's like oh i don't know it just is and i was like that's such a tarot card reader response but yeah, yeah i'd love to you know i'm not thinking about it um so intensely but sure, i no, definitely no, no want i say that as i think married. about it every second of my every day but anyways <laughs> yeah no there's absolutely no need no. it would be ridiculous to think about it right. in your early 20s yeah no, it's so it ridiculous it's okay. it's okay yeah no i'll tell my, my mom i mean she has a lot of really interesting philosophies on marriage as well and i think um you know sometimes she'll be like oh man like just don't get married and i'm like oh is she onto something like maybe she is oh, like um so you know single parent household things like yeah. i'm like mm, is she onto something i don't know uh, I think there's you, always you'd the hear the same from not single parent hey, households that's true. too i would that's say true. um yeah. but i want to i want to be clear I'm a, I'm a huge proponent of lifelong partnership and companionship yeah, yeah, that was a joke absolutely but anyways, yeah, yeah. <laughs> me too yeah. yeah you know commitment used to scare the shit out of me and, yeah. and now that i'm yeah, we've been dating for like seven months and it's been just like a really magical magical time and Ew, magical. So yeah, Gross. it's giving Disney Channel commercial yeah. from the radio. Oh. Does your kid want to be on Disney Channel? Yeah, uh, apparently we're in Disney Channel right now. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> it's been fine. Um, but I'm really, I'm really glad that I have someone so supportive and no, um, that, loving by my side. That is really beautiful. Yeah. You know, I'm hoping the acting stuff. So I God, I just really hope something happens soon. Even with it social will. media stuff, like I'm like, I really want to work with brands and do partnerships and do all this yeah. stuff. But I'm just like, I don't even know where to start. Like, I don't even know how people do that. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I have to, you know, like it's it's not formulaic at all. It's yeah, like so random sometimes. Kind of yeah. So um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm really open to everything, though, God. Like, I'm yeah. so much more open-minded than I have been in previous years because um, I said this was my say yes year and I've said yes to so many things and reaped so many benefits from that. Yeah, um, There's something so to be just, said about just showing up yeah, and making absolutely. it Absolutely. So, you know, next year will be my say yes, yes year. Like say yes to even more things. Yeah. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. You never know what happens. You, you really never do. I mean, the world is just full of infinite possibilities. It's oh, a reality. Yeah. And when we're so young and we are so blessed to have access to New York City. It's mm-hmm. like the world is like literally your you you can literally do anything you want. Oh, yeah. You just have to like show up for mm-hmm. it and like try and try again. And I honestly think perseverance and resilience is yeah. like this isn't a statistic. I'm making this up, but I think it's the number one trait for success. Oh yeah, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. So I, it, that that's just the common thread I see. And, and everybody that's successful, it's like nobody makes it the first fifty times. You know, sometimes it takes it takes so much so much trying over and over. And you just have yeah. to like in the face of rejection say, okay, next. Mm-hmm. And it takes time. Sometimes we yeah. take breaks. Sometimes we try different things and different yeah. avenues. And ultimately, Absolutely. I think we're all just like trying to achieve like self actualization, figuring like what are we put on this earth to do yeah. and we're all just slowly trying to chip away at that answer one day at a time mm-hmm. i think the answer reveals itself and now this is me being spiritual but i think we're all here for a reason i think we all yeah. have our destinies written out for us and Absolutely. i think that like it's just a matter of going down that path and like yeah. finding all those answers so mm-hmm. 
I'm I'm very lucky that I knew my purpose at like a young age. I knew that I wanted to be an actor because 15 is, I mean, relatively Dude, young. That is that is so, so young, young that's to incredible. know exactly what you want to do, is right? I, I, so, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's I, amazing. I have that. I just and I have the tools that I that I need to get there. It's just the timing, like you said. So yeah. We'll you but you've been at it for years and <laughs> we'll just we'll we'll see what happens knock on wood this is not wood but anyways as we close off the show is there anything that you want to share with your audience and in the midst of all the noise in mm-hmm. this world mm-hmm. what's one thing you want to use your voice to share with others laugh smile have a good time my yeah. god like if if i can make one person laugh a day like i've done my job like I, it's so important to just enjoy like it's so yeah. important to be able to um kick back and relax and yeah be able, that's so cliche my god but like it no, really is important to be able to laugh and smile and enjoy, enjoy enjoy things in life and um yeah i just hope i can do that for people i really just hope people can resonate with uh, whatever part of my journey it is, whether it's the acting, social media, the yeah. representation, the anything, whatever yeah. it is. I hope people yeah, are resonating, is. having a good time, and um, you know, being able to say yes and embrace and yeah. live, love, love. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I love that. Wow. It's true. Thank you so much for coming on thank and you. sharing. This is this has been a really fun filming experience. Yeah, so absolutely. Thank you. Yay. Thank you. And that's all for today. Thank you so much for watching. Please tune in next week for the next episode. And I'm your host, Sandalina, signing off.